Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 SEO 101 on Radio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is independent SEO consultant Eric Lander. Today's show is one that strays a bit from the SEO 101 track uh, to the etiquette of using Twitter. So, at what points do tweets become spam? In the last hour on Paperclick, our PPC rock stars, David Satella just interviewed internet celebrity Guy Kawasaki about his Twitter activity because he's faced significant scrutiny, uh, to put it nicely, about his tweet content. Uh, according to some, he's a blatant spammer, but he still has over 100,000 followers, so it can't be all that bad, can it? I'm just putting that out there. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well, Ross. Thanks for the introduction, and obviously thank you, David Satella, for kind of setting the stage for an awesome topic today, and I think it's one that has gotten our industry kind of up in arms over the course of the past month or so coming out of SES New York. So what is it? I, I'm still failing to see the big issue. I mean, it's Twitter. You can just unfollow them. Uh, I know I'm very simple in that, I guess, but what do you think? Like, I know you have lots to say. Yeah, I mean, I have lots to say, and I think that my personal kind of gripes with with the you know the featured guests in the last hour came more as a result of some interaction that took place between he and I on Twitter. Um, but he said some things in the last hour that I think, and I hope, will get our audience to sort of begin to interact with us a little bit. And I want to throw a couple of lines out there that I wrote down, and. He he made it a point to sort of tell us that he's using Twitter as a quote-unquote marketing weapon. Um, he he does things when he knows that people are going to respond to him, and he's using Twitter as an opportunity to quote-unquote create real content, which I think contrasts sharply with the whole purpose of Alltop, and we can get into that later in our program as well. Um, I think he sort of unfairly labeled a lot of SEOs and sort of what their um, – distaste was regarding his keynote. And again, I wasn't there. I only read about it. I saw what was going on. And then I, you know, as he eloquently observed and and is spot on, I engaged him in a conversation. I used him to get more followers. I used him to interact. And I wanted to get his approach or or his um, feedback on some things like Tint and some other SEO um, disasters, in my opinion, that he sort of tactfully danced around. So, just to kind of open this up, we've got a uh, 1-800 number for our guests to call in and, and to ask our questions, and that number is 1-866-916-3423. Uh, we're also going to be scanning everything that's going on on Twitter, so if you want to ask us any questions, same as you did with um, PBC Rockstars, we've got a hashtag out there, and that's just going to be SEO101. 
And if I understand correctly, we have Dave Satella who's on the phone with us right now. Dave, are you there? Yes, I am. Excellent, Dave. Again, thank you, Austin. You know, it was a great interview. I think, unfortunately, it's straight from PPC, and I was kind of throwing some digs out there at, at Guy in an attempt to sort of continue this conversation through our half an hour show. I guess, in a nutshell, what was your opinion of of how everything went? Well, first of all, thanks for the applause just then, uh, Brasco. And and I'm I'm sorry. Who am I speaking with? This is Eric Lander. Hi, Eric. How you doing? Good. Uh, I think it went really well. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I mean, basically, it's a it's it's a super complicated uh, set of issues, uh, exacerbated by the fact that we're dealing with a brand new technology for which there are no standards and no protocols. So, you know, uh, it's it's always interesting for me to see where the where the emotional flashpoints are, and in this case, as I said uh, early on. The flashpoints came from people that I knew pretty well or very well, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like being at a party where two of your best friends are fighting and you really want to know why. Fair enough. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things, that, if you don't mind, Andrew Goodwin just mentioned something. He says, uh, how can he damage anything? Uh, brand damage due to trailer park cheesy image? Sorry, but, <laughs> you know, just unfollow is a bit of a pretty boring response. Uh, all right, I guess, like I say, I'm pretty simple when it comes to this stuff. I, I, I think so what? He damages his brand fine some people don't like it obviously some do there's a lot of people there that could be unfollowing he's got a hundred thousand people following him more than that actually uh but there's a lot of good content on twitter too so twitter's not really being that damaged i'm missing something i know and i want to be educated (laughs) please tell me yeah i I am missing something too and you know i mean uh, unfortunately some people use that as code for i don't agree and i just don't have the balls to say it in this case i really don't quite get it and and as i said and i've said this to andrew um, in emails and, and other ways, um, I just don't understand what you're trying to say. Please help me understand what it is. I can't find Andrew's... Um, uh, was he tweeting something recently about this, like over the past couple of minutes? Yeah, he tweeted me um, at, at Ross Dunn. <laughs> Sorry, i got to get a little push myself now. Uh, <laughs> ah, spam, link love. Yes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> you see it there? Well, anyway... Um, what 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 was the gist of it? Oh, that was it. I've been mean, pretty much wrote it out there. I just um, essentially I said that uh, um, you know I don't see there's any reason or any problem. There's no way you can really damage anything because you can just unfollow them. Um, I agree. Like I say, it's fairly simple. But Andrew felt that that was kind of crazy. You know, uh, brand damage due to trailer park cheesy image. Oh, okay. So it, when he says brand damage, I think he's saying Twitter's brand. Yeah, and like I said, I, there's a lot of good content out there too. So it's like anything. Like Google's got some bad content. Does it really hurt its brand? Not yeah, completely. I think that's the point that I don't get. That um, you know, Twitter is the communications medium, um, and there are many, many millions of people who use it every day. Uh, and and the majority of those millions, maybe Andrew's got a better head for math than I do, but may, but I think the majority of those millions have never seen and will never see a single tweet from Guy Kawasaki. So I think the danger that the Twitter brand is going to be tarnished by the actions of one, you know, smart, uh, vocal marketer is is unlikely. <laughs> okay, so we've got another person here, on uh, uh, John, who's here on the phone. Uh, how you doing, John? I'm doing well, Ross. How are you? Great, thanks. Do uh, you want to add your opinion? Yeah, I just regarding Twitter, the the basic thing is you have to know your audience, and and the one thing you have to remember about Twitter because of the conversations is it's all about marketing. Whether it's marketing yourself personally, I mean that's what networking is all about. It's selling yourself, or whether you're marketing a business. Now, for me, I work for a company called Accent Inns, and we have a couple of you know I have an account for myself that I will tell people about what I'm doing. And then I have an account for, for Accent Inns where we'll, we'll do tweets on what we're doing or about our innate events or things like that. And again, if you know your audience, you post accordingly. They're going to be, the people who are following are the people who are going to be interested in what you have to say and make sure you say something that they will be interested in and limit it to that. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with that. I mean, I, we do the same thing with our company as well. So. So so actually, this this gives me an opportunity to kind of break in and just mention something that Guy did in the midst of SES New York that I disagreed with. And we got into a heated discussion, and it wasn't so much about the use of Twitter, 
But as Guy admitted to today, and I think, David, you, you brought this up earlier, and I thought it was a great point. Guy Kawasaki has two different Twitter accounts, right? So there's the Alltop account, which is apparently only used for Alltop, and then there's the Guy Kawasaki account, which I, I just learned today is now a quote-unquote branded account for Guy Kawasaki. So in the midst of this conversation relative to Alltop, Guy Kawasaki then takes it off of the Alltop account, goes over to his Guy Kawasaki account on Twitter <laughs> – and decides to throw a flame towards me, and I think it, there was other people too. But it doesn't. It's not so much that. But if your if your goal here is to know your audience, and your goal is to tweet something, and you cover this in conversational marketing, that's really what you know. He's talking about using Twitter as. Where's the relevance there? And, and I think John, you know, our caller here has pointed out that if you're going to have a separation between you as a person and you as an organization, that that has to be very clear. And frankly, I don't believe that Guy Kawasaki has done that, short of mentioning that, David, on your show in the last hour. Yeah. Do you think uh, – it, it's pretty obvious. I, I, I don't know what that's both. about. I mean, it, he, the, the last thing he said surprised me because um, I always assumed, and I had double-checked this in emails in email exchanges, I always assumed that – None of this criticism really bothered him at all. He just saw it as, you know, additional links. And I think, you know, maybe he's just human. And when people say, we think you're a bad human being and evil, he reacts uh, instinctively negatively and can't control it. Well, we're going to uh, stop on that note here. And we'll bring you back on, uh, David, after this, I believe. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll touch on uh, more of this uh, feisty topic. <laughs> <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. XYZ affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agree that money is what you need to need. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. You can come to the state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with Eric Lander, Independent SEO, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Before the break, we were uh, discussing uh, Guy Kawasaki and uh, some of his controversial tactics on Twitter. And uh, from right now, we're being joined by Jim Hedger and Dave Snyder from Search and Social. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. David, I thought you were calling me. That that was so weird. (laughs) I, I probably was. I can't figure out how to work Skype. 
think about echoes here. Everyone else isn't getting too bad here. Well, you know, if we're going to hear echoes, I want to hear echoes of that last show. Like, wow, what an episode. <laughs> I, you know what I have to say? So, Eric, you know, you're the man with a lot to say here. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I kind of went into it a bit right before break. And, I mean, I, I didn't want to take over John R. Collar's point because I think that it's important that we understand, you know, what he was trying to, to say there. Um, in terms of Twitter, I mean – I'm all for it. If you can use it to market things, obviously that's a great way to do so. Conversational marketing is where it's at. That's sort of the heart of social media. Um, Dave Snyder, I want to kind of throw this over to you a little bit because I know we were planning to talk about social media a little bit today anyway. Um, it's tough for me to focus Guy Kawasaki and my sort of disagreements with him on SEO topics as they pertain only to Twitter. I think there's a lot of other things that sort of make me irate when it comes to him. Um, and I mean that in a professional way. I mean, I don't mean that as though he's an awful person. I think he's just managed to either manipulate or game specific systems in order to take advantage of them. He's a marketer. Awesome. I mean, David, you mentioned it at um, I Am Spring Break that there was a conversation there where, you know, it, this isn't so much white hat, black hat type of nonsense it's more managing risk and making decisions and sometimes those perceived black hat uh, techniques are, are simply techniques that are effective um well what guy kawasaki is doing to some degree is effective but uh dave snyder to kind of throw this back at you a little bit what's what is your opinion sort of, of what we heard guy kawasaki go through over the course of the last hour and and kind of leading through the first 20 or so minutes of our show here today well i mean uh yeah anybody that can you guys hear me by the way <laughs> yeah, loud and clear. Okay, yeah, I mean, anybody that has seen me speak or whatever knows I'm pretty transparent about the fact that uh, I don't really buy into the social media ethics nonsense. Um, and uh, a lot of what everybody does marketing-wise on social media, if you're marketing at all, kind of veers against what social media is really about. Um, <clears throat> my biggest beef with Guy, because um, I've seen him actually do that Twitter uh, keynote. I saw him do it like four times within a span of a month because we kept going mm -hmm. to the same conferences as he, as each other. Uh, my biggest beef with him on that whole thing is that um, he's teaching these tactics to people that really don't understand the medium, right? And I know as far as what I do, right? Like uh, like Black Hat SEO. Let's go back to SEO for a second. Uh, I know that a lot of Black Hats won't get up at a conference and teach Black Hat SEO. Why? Um, it devalues the strategy, but more so it, it can really hurt people that are utilizing it ineffectively, right? Um, it's like a loaded gun, and if you don't know how to fire the gun, you're going to hurt yourself. The same thing goes for some of these social media strategies. Uh, me utilizing a social media strategy that is more gray uh, can be effective. Uh, somebody like that owes a, a bait shop down by the lake using it, they can destroy their online business. Um, so for me, that's my only real beef with him. Um, for what, you know, that whole, like, teaching people how to use Twitter hawk kind of thing and teach people to do really heavy push marketing via the, the platform. Um, beyond that, like, as far as, like, the whole concept of what's gray and what's not, I mean, it's, you know, my whole thing is if, if you're not hurting anybody, you know, what are you really complaining about? Fair enough. And I, I totally – I actually see your point now. You know, he is teaching, and that's something that Andrew Goodman actually mentioned Turn reply he says you know he is influential he's telling people how to participate on twitter i would like to think people have their own minds and they can say no this isn't something they'd like to do um they want to keep things separate they want to be personal they want to be business on another one you know i i do think there is a a place for some business and social i agree that probably the whole concept of social doesn't include business you're right there's a definitely it's like a whole new area is being pulled into it which of course is going to happen um it's just the nature of the internet. I it just, it, I think I've lost myself. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing. Well, like is my biggest, uh, my biggest thing was right. I saw him do it at SES and at PubCon South. The same like Twitter spiel. Um, those <laughs> audiences are really savvy about Twitter and about internet marketing and the internet in general, right? And then I also saw him do it at. A, in Salt Lake City at an e-commerce convention where it's just a bunch of people that own sites that are going into e-commerce background. Like they're going in an e-commerce direction. 
These are not web savvy people. They're business people that are now moving on to the web, right? That is the exact audience you should not be talking about these strategies with because they don't understand what they're doing and they're just going to hurt themselves and they're still in their infancy on the web. Um, so it's really like a matter of, you know, even when I do a lot of the stuff that I do when I speak, um, I'll talk about knowing your risk and evaluating risk and, and doing things like that in the social media realm. But I never get into specifics just because it's not a matter of I don't want to share things with people. I don't want to share anything with somebody that, that's going to hurt someone if they go and implement it. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, it seems a little hypocritical though that Guy Kawasaki goes to PopCon South in Austin, gives that you know gives that keynote, and I think that was on point with the audience. Then he goes to SCS New York, which frankly, I don't think it aligned well with there, like you just said, Dave. But he's doing that, and then he'll go on to your show, David Satella, and and sit there and say you have to know your audience. Well, if it's about knowing your audience and knowing what you're talking to. I mean, I understand that maybe the organizers of, of SES said it would be great for you to address Twitter and, and even go so far as to talk about how you're using it as a marketing tool for Alltop. It doesn't seem like it aligned very well. You know, it, the, the messages are mixed. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know, you know, at what point he's going to take marketing over ethics. And I guess that's a question I'll throw out to the group. I mean, like, <laughs> I, you know, I get... The way I am, and I think everybody I've, I've on this show right now I've had like this discussion with, is uh, you know, what do we market for? We market to make money, and at at some point you're breaking some ethical boundary uh, in somebody's eyes, right? Because you always have people that are pristine white, and then you always have people that are gray and then whatnot. Um, the whole thing with me is, you know, social media has pushed itself into this uh, business aspect. You look at a company like Dig, right? You have the new Dig toolbar or the new Dig bar. I mean, that's all uh, a way for them to try to build up their numbers and try to monetize and try to um, pacify their VCs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, the whole platform is moving into a business-oriented uh, function. And so with it, so is marketing. Um, and then, again... <laughs> Like we're talking about a system like Twitter where if you're push marketing on Twitter, it's going to fail. Um, you have to be savvy enough to know what you're doing. Um, the ethical boundaries for me is like it's really an argument that's moot because the, the social media platform as we know it now. And I know the, the argument comes about like, well, forums have been around forever. But I'm talking about social media as we know it now um, is so new. Like I don't even think it knows what its ethics are because, you know, I've got an argument with somebody recently that – Unless it's pure conversational marketing, it's unethical. Um, and then, uh, then I point to the, you know, to the Dell strategy of pure push marketing that's successful. Oh well, their, you know, their community likes that. Well, now you're telling me push marketing is okay only if somebody likes. Like, you know, it's so gray right now. I don't think anybody knows what is okay and what's not okay. Well, I think all right. it's all in the way that people use the medium itself. Um, sorry to break down you, Ross, but I just wanted to get this point in. Um, David, I think, I think you hit it right on the head. Um, I remember having a conversation with Marty Weintraub uh, about a year ago, and he, he said straight up, do you really think Betty Crocker exists? Now, when Betty Crocker goes the, the, and represents their products to consumers, they're using a brand character, Betty Crocker. So I asked him back, well, tell me, Marty, does Betty Crocker ever tell a lie? It's not possible for Betty Crocker to tell a lie. Betty Crocker is a brand character. She's using a bunch of, or the company is using a bunch of different communication mediums to communicate, communicate in the voice of Betty Crocker. And this is marketing. Um, if you don't like the message, you can turn the channel. You cannot follow. You can, uh, you know, watch somebody else's Twitter stream. But again, it's just an effective use of the medium. Hmm. Eric? I don't know, guys. Um, you know, I think I think what you need to do, Eric, is separate yourself away from Guy Kawasaki. And no, like, no, no, totally. Because, totally. like, you you know, you know me, right? And you know, like, like I'm about as gray as they come with everything that I do. And like, you're not mad at me for what I do. It's just like I think that you keep bringing Guy Kawasaki in the mix, and it's it's hard not to be upset with him sometimes because of the way he approaches things. You know what I mean? Um, no, it's just it's, again, like everything is so new. It's really hard. It, I don't think there's a clear cut 
you know, there's no Google Webmaster <laughs> rules for uh, for social. You know what I mean? There's terms of service on different things, and if you break the terms of service, you're obviously going in the, in the black area. But none of exactly. these things that we're talking about are breaking the terms Bingo. of service. Uh, right, there so are now- some Twitter rules that have been established, and I've I've blogged about this actually on Search Engine people that you know there are like like uh, Dell's main account, their Dell outlet specifically breaks those Twitter rules, but those aren't in terms of service. They're just like a basic guideline. Um, and then so you still have this whole gray area where nobody really knows, especially with the Twitter platform, what's right, what's wrong, um, all those kind of concepts. Right. And my distaste for what Guy Kawasaki has done, honestly, isn't pertaining to Twitter so much as it has – or Twitter Twitter for me and Guy Kawasaki is a personal thing, and I'll happily separate that. Guy Kawasaki professionally, when it comes to the SEO industry, is more for me about Alltop, and it's more about tin. It's more about taking other people's content, fabricating it so it appears to be your own, and then not only outranking them but promoting the hell out of it. I don't agree with it. Okay. Now, there are guidelines out there that suggest that he is in the wrong, that his organizations are in the wrong for doing that. I can sit here and say all day long, and I can point to all these little bullet points for whatever and tell you exactly where he's gone wrong there. But the fact of the matter is that if you do a relevant search on Google for any one of these terms that he's either directly or indirectly targeting, he's being successful, which frankly isn't so much a Guy Kawasaki issue now as it is much of it being that of Google and Google's sort of you know, wonderful – you know, a happy smile, rainbow, and unicorn feeling towards big brands. It's just, it's ridiculous. But again, it comes down to the fact that Guy Kawasaki has manipulated in one way, shape, or form how things are working to his advantage. And ethically speaking, I don't think that that's right. I don't think that it's right that he's taking it to a social, um, to a social media community like Twitter. But Snyder, I just want to clarify one thing too. The main reason why I love talking to you about this stuff is I consider myself only to be an SEO. I'm not good with social media. I don't find myself ever to be effective with social media marketing. But, I mean, at this point, this is sort of that gray area, not only where we have to start talking about ethics, but where do we differentiate what search, what social, where is there a hybrid, and so on. But I believe we've got a caller on the line, Ross. Is that true? Yeah, it's uh, John again, one of our – let's see what that is. Uh, count on my hand. Uh, five listeners, I think. Um, John, how you doing? <laughs> doing well, Ross. Doing well, Ross. <laughs> The way you guys are talking, I thought I'd like to make a few more comments. And there's a lot of focus, of course, on just Twitter. But uh, social media has actually been coming around and since the advent of chat rooms. And in chat rooms, of course, you have uh, uh, just a, such a huge selection of people, and, and everyone is, is subjected to what everyone else wants to say. But number one, they make the choice to be there. They don't have to be in a chat room. They don't have to be on Twitter. They don't have to be on Facebook. And... If you're looking at it for business, well, business hasn't had a choice but to get involved. When you look at all the sites, uh, let's take review or opinion sites, for example, where they're, they're, you know, people are going on there anonymously and saying what they think of, of your business. You have to get on the Internet and, and create your own story or respond to these stories. You don't have a choice. Otherwise, uh, you'll, be, you'll be bowled under. I mean, people are looking to the Internet now instead of their friends for opinions and for thoughts. So business doesn't have a choice. Now, again, when you look at the difference between standard marketing where we throw an ad out there and hope somebody likes it with a chat room or with Twitter or something like that, it's, it's more a case of an advisory role. You know, when, I, when I'm doing things on, online, what I hope is, is people will come, you know, have conversations that I can contribute. Here are my thoughts. Here is my expertise. And then what inevitably happens is they will start asking me about my business and about what our company does. And that's great, because now I'm providing the information, but they've requested it. They've drawn it out. And again, I did that by being an advisor. That's really where social media and, and marketing for business has a great fit. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, I think you're dead on. I mean, interacting on, on social media is, is a good thing. I, for example, I actually, <laughs> I admit, I actually unfollowed Guy Kawasaki, I don't know, a few months ago, because at the time it was Trumers. That was all he was pushing, and it was driving me insane. I got off that. I got off quickly. Um, so, uh, you know, there, there has been any some issues there, but that's fine. I unfollowed them. Um, and, but when it comes down to a brand like my own, I'm just on there to talk to people. I love talking. Oh, I love giving some opinions. I love getting, interacting with people, finding out about people. And, yeah, I do some marketing, but it's, 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 a, it's a minor part of what I'm on there for. And, and I, I agree, John. I think it's, it's really coming along. And um, 
in fact, here, here's a, a question from our chat room. Um, someone asking Eric, actually, write mm-hmm. a blog post about your real beef with Guy from a f- professional standpoint. <laughs> if, if that's a question, I'll just answer with yes. Um, I'll happily do it. Frankly, I've got bigger things to take care of. Um, if that's something that people are actually interested in doing, then you know, or interested in reading, I'll happily do so. Um, it is what it is. I mean, we've already sort of dissected the tint thing when that took place last year. There was a few posts that I had about it. I know other people chimed in, but I mean, hell, I'm not going to argue with having more visitors to my blog. I'm lucky if I get 10 a day, so I'll happily do it. <laughs> and of course, you guys realize that's what you're doing for Guy as well. Even even negative well, publicity turns positive. I mean, look at how many followers he has. So you guys exactly. are certainly not hurting him with your, your conversations. Exactly. And he was a happy, you know, he was happy as a pig, and and you know what, when he told his ninety thousand plus, and I was, you know, horribly misinformed. So it's cool. So I mean, if if I can get a blog post out to fifty people that that shows him exactly where all these little projects that he's had his hands on or have gone wrong, then I'll happily do that. Um, yeah, it's 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 just a shame because I think what he's done, and and I don't want to keep using his name because frankly, I don't think he needs that much more promotion, especially on our program, but. When it comes to these these SEO related issues, I mean, Tint was out there initially as a scraping tool. That is what they did. I mean, at the time I documented, I think it was Apple Insider. Tint had basically gone through and, and literally within the first four hours of that site being live, that service being live, they had over a thousand pages of Apple Insider, not only indexed, but outranking Apple Insider and Google, which I just thought was ludicrous. So that was one issue. I mean, he, he's going to sit there and nitpick and, and try to go after Michael Gray for this whole Q7 RE Audi issue. Well, if you go back and look at the post in the entire blog post that Guy Kawasaki wrote, he never once mentions the fact that he gave the car back until afterwards in the comments. Well, I'm sorry, Guy, since I'm one of those quote-unquote educated people who lives in my mother's basement reading RSS feeds all day, <laughs> I don't subscribe to your comment feed, so I never got that news. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, it, again, it comes down to knowing your audience, and I... I don't want to continue to pick on him because I, I think the topic of search, whether it's paid search, organic search, where it merges with social, where it merges with sort of these ethics and how it is that we as service providers represent our clients effectively, that's the issue at hand. Um, Guy Kawasaki, frankly, is becoming yesterday's news in this regard. I mean, we can sit there and dissect what he did last year. But, Ross, like you said, six months from now, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, remember when it was all top? Remember when it was Trumers? Remember when it was his keynote that he gave a half dozen times in a month? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's constantly changing. I mean, how would you guys teach it then? Like, say you want to teach the fact that there is a marketing aspect to it. I mean, maybe you don't want to, but if you were, how would you teach it to – keep everything separate. I mean, we mentioned having separate accounts for one for your business, one for your personal. Um, but is there a point that those blend? I mean, I do the same, but I also have a bit of blend in my own personal. Not a lot, but a bit. I- I'm interested to see what you guys think of how you would teach something like this to the common public. Well, I think it's kind of a tough one. As, as uh, Guy said uh, during the interview with David, um, at Guy Kawasaki is one of his brands. Now, <laughs> We know that he has a couple of ghosts writing tweets for him, and actually, it's just kind of funny. I was uh, during the interview, I was watching the, I was watching his Twitter stream and um, hashmark PPC Rockstars, and I saw three posts from Guy Kawasaki that had nothing to do with the show go up in that hour. Hmm. Clearly, it wasn't Guy writing them; it was one of his ghosts writing them under his name. Could be tweet but later. It's very effective. It's marketing. It is. It is people, his employees, representing his brand. Um, Ross, I remember when I was working working for you at Stepforth, I was writing blog posts representing your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, does that was there anything wrong with me writing on behalf of Stepforth? I was I was being paid for it too. Well, you're right. But, exactly. It's, there is a difference, and, and, and you know, he is. It is a brand. Uh, it's a bit tougher, though. It is sort okay. of grayish. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Who on this call or in our chat room anywhere? Prior to the SES New York thing kind of blowing up and prior to him actually admitting that on PPC Rockstars, who actually thought or believed that Guy Kawasaki was out there pushing at Guy Kawasaki as a quote-unquote brand account? I did. Anyone? Seriously. Uh, well, I, I didn't did. think he of it that way, but I, I see I that now. Well, I mean, he's he's a he's a self promoter, so I mean, everything he does with his name <clears throat> is is branding and marketing, right? Uh, I mean, we know that he he 
you go back to what he gets for blogging and, and the little treats and the little uh, pats on the back and whatnot. I mean, that all comes from somewhere, and it all comes from the fact that he's actively pushing that Twitter account. I mean, if you look at his Twitter account, <clears throat> he's following more people than are following him right now, right? So he's actively pushing that out, that message out to people. It's not like people are just running in droves to follow Guy Kawasaki. Uh, he's spending time building up that account, so he's doing it for a reason. Um, everything that I see with somebody like that, I, I say this is for personal branding. And when you talk about personal branding, you're talking about branding a person, right? Yeah, but if that's his business, what's wrong with that? I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> but yeah, again, I'm I'm probably not the person to uh, to really ask about it, right? Uh, I don't have, you know, again, I don't have a problem with anything that Guy Kawasaki does. I just have a problem with what he tells other people to do. Um, now, from a search standpoint, I do have some issues with things that he's done, like that I've that Eric's brought up, but on the social media side, I just, to be honest, I think he's not even a social media marketer. I think he utilizes social media, but the way he utilizes it is, is just so lazy. And, uh, if he wasn't guy Kawasaki, I don't think anybody exactly. would be talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's, he's not, not very, he's, right. well, he's not, he's not, I mean, guy Kawasaki is a smart guy. He's just not a smart social media marketer. I don't think he'd consider himself a social media marketer, right? He just uses social <laughs> media to market. Well, I think the, the problem, future. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the problem the problem here is that maybe someone who isn't a social media marketer shouldn't be at search conferences giving keynotes on on social marketing, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's something that we could definitely argue about as well because like I don't like when I look at his work, I just I like the all top account. He brings up the all top account. The all top account isn't that successful, right? It has like two thousand people following it, and you say, well. Of course, it only has 2,000 people following it because nobody wants to have push marketing done to them on a constant basis, right? I mean, his all-top account is a perfect example of why you shouldn't do marketing like that. <laughs> it's a huge site that people visit and people use, and nobody's following the account right. uh, because it's not let, it's not giving any information anybody wants. Okay. We're going to just cut right now, and we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to touch on that topic. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from FutureNow and Brian Eisenberg, monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg. And I approve this message. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get one dollars in free local advertising localpages.com bringing your neighborhood to you have a good weekend andy. See you, andy hey jim why are all the coders leaving so early doesn't your department have a deadline of like midnight or something me and my staff are here all night i saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com i told them i needed a coder and they sent me profiles fast my staff just filled in the little details and now we're having margarita night offshoring.com Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. The Shoe Money Show. Ring on the bling. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. On webmasterradio.fm. Trying to crank in the cash. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with Eric Lander, independent SEO, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Before the break, uh, we were just talking with David Snyder there. Uh, David, why don't you just give a quick recap of what you were chatting about there because, frankly, I'm, I'm starting to lose my, 
my grip on reality. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was just talking about the fact that uh, you know, everybody gets so worked up about what Guy Kawasaki does on social media. But for me, I, I don't really care that much about what he does on social media because when I look at the work that he actually does, like on Twitter, right, it's just it's kind of lazy. Like all top isn't a good account. Yeah, he has like, I don't know, probably like two or 3,000 people following it, which by the standards of his other account is drastically smaller and why it's because of the content nobody really cares about that content it's a lot of push marketing going on right um so i mean the whole thing he keeps i think he's a bigger hit in our (laughs) industry than in any other as well just because there's uh some there's a lot of people that have strong feelings about him um so when he does things like when and I really saw it like uh, the transition from that first conference I saw him in Salt Lake, PubCon, and then SCS, everything came to a head. And it was the same thing he was talking about throughout, right? But it's a matter of, you know, we end with a search, a strong search conference. Like uh, PubCon South had a lot of social media involved with it. Um, mm-hmm. And now you have, a, you have a base of people that is pretty anti-Guy Kawasaki that is taking this information that's web savvy. And they're like, you know, this is what we shouldn't be doing. And again, like, you know, I really don't care what he does with his accounts because all people are going to do is unfollow him and the all top account. Right. Uh, my problem is what are you, what are you teaching people to do? Right. So in that, in that regard, and, and again, I, I just want to clarify what I, what I said earlier. I'm not at all a social media marketer. I don't consider myself to be. I mean, obviously I'm involved in Twitter. You know, I've got a stumble upon account and so on. I try to stay abreast as to what's going on there, but. Snyder, you're obviously, you know, are you the CEO of Search and Social? I know you're a co-founder. Uh, co, yeah, co-owner. Co, yeah, okay. So yeah. when it comes to social media, when it comes to what people can be doing, at least whether they're a small business, they've got, you know, their webmaster or site marketer, whatever the case is, how can we steer them in the right direction since Guy Kawasaki is not doing a great job of doing that? I guess, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about what they could be doing to kind of cover their, you know, cover their tails online? <sighs> The, the whole thing with social media, man, is like it's it's not the same thing for everybody, right? There's no cookie-cutter approach. And that's, I think, what people in our industry have a hard time understanding because, you know, like – and I always say like SEO breaks down pretty easily. I mean we there's a lot of complexity to search, right? But when you really want to break it down, like how do you rank for things? There's like I can do four things to a website and rank for – you know, some mid-tail term, right? Like social media is not that way. There's no stamp. There's no cookie cutter that you can just go, okay, I want to be on Twitter. Let me do this. So, I mean, the first thing you really have to do is understand your user base and who are you trying to get to do whatever you're trying to get them to do, right? Because there's lots of different things you can do within social media as well. Like, are you using it as a brand builder? Are you using it actually for conversion? Because we're starting to see that with Twitter, that's a possibility. Are you using it to build links? And this is more of a search thing than, you know, real social media, but, you know, viral marketing. Like, what are you trying to do? Who's your consumer? Where are they at? And how do you get them to do the action that you're trying to get across to them? Um, You know, if you don't, and that's, why, you know, that cookie cutter approach of, well, get on Twitter, Hawk, and just start <laughs> finding people right. talking about what you're doing and then go after them. That's not going to work all the time. I mean, it might work sometimes, See. but I think very rarely. It's really about creating. And the thing I say is, you know, Twitter, in, in all reality, think of it less as a social community and more as a blog, as a marketer, right? It has a lot of social networking aspects. It has a lot more aspects that are blog-like. Create great content, and people are going to do whatever you want them to do. The same thing as a blog. You create great content, you can leverage it however you want. Right. Now, like this morning, we saw – I don't know if you're, if you're following what uh, Streco and, and Barry Weiser, ITCN, is doing on Twitter, but they launched that Noam service, which is at noam.com. You go out, you register basically any social media profile name that you want across, I don't know, it's 100 and – 10, 120 different social media outlets. The recommendation that I've always had, because obviously that can be used in the purpose of SEO, I mean, some of these sites are going to be ranking well for your brand names and so on. You need to do that carefully, though, right? I mean, you don't want to just go out and grab as many account IDs as you possibly can, but you want to be using that effectively, going back to that method of using conversational marketing, finding a way to interact with your audience, and actually using it. I guess providing a value to either your current clients, potential clients, but people who are effectively opting in in a, in a sense of interest, right? And yeah, you don't I want mean, to just like, go out and just do whatever. 
you know, like one of the big things, like I, I always say, and I, I said it at PubCon South and I said it at SCS New York is social media. The biggest thing is you, is you get back what you give, right? So people get mad at me because, you know, one of the services we offer is viral link building, right? So we create great content, push it out on the web, and in return, we get links. So we're getting back what we give to people, right? Because people really enjoy the content that we put out there. And in return, they pay us back with what? With links. Um, you know, and, and that's how it is with all social media. Like, if you have a great blog and you give great content and then you have some kind of affiliate offer on there, you're going to get people signing up for your affiliate offer because you're giving it great content and they're there and they, you know, they see that the, the offer matches the content they're getting. Um, so it's, it's not a matter of like, and this is where a lot of search guys I think go wrong is they're like, well, we got to get on dig because those links on dig are going to be links back to our site, but that's not how you utilize dig as a channel, right? You create content that dig promotes and then it virally spreads from there. Um, I just think that there's a, there's an under not, there's not a clear understanding a lot of the times in the search community about how social media can be leveraged in general. Like, um, I don't know if it's, if it's too analytical, like, like I don't, I wouldn't say it's lack of creativity because, you know, like when I was talking to uh, Mikhail Demid, when I was in um, London, you know, he was like, Oh, the social media stuff is so new to me. And I was like, you were one of the first guys to talk about viral link building. You just, it didn't have a name then. You know what I mean? Like he talked about link baiting before anybody else was doing it. It just didn't have the name it has. It's just, it's, people are just thinking too first one dimensionally when they these guys who just want to use it for building links and stuff. It's just too one dimensional. Uh, like I'm, I was just trying to think when um, let's make some notes. What, what do I use it for? I use it to um, sort of improve my networking with my peers. Like uh, Dave, you guys. I don't see you guys. You're not nearby. I'm on the other side of the continent. To see you, um, it just doesn't work out. So I keep in connection with you. I find out what's going on in your lives. And, and it's great. It's a good way to keep connected with my peers. And I also um, get to show a little bit about what I've learned in, in web marketing. And as a result, like recently, I got a, a, a speaking gig. Sure, it's local. It's great. I wouldn't have gotten that otherwise. I didn't even know the person. There, there's just a great way to connect with people either locally or internationally, um, new things, and you inherently, like you said, you get out what you put in, and and I I found Twitter phenomenal. I find it very addictive because I'm having so much fun. Um, in fact, Steve Plunkett in our chat room says uh, social media is engagement and being genuine. Either is a slippery slope to spam. Well done, I like that. Uh, well, you guys I, you that know, one of the things that we like, I've, I've actually been pushing people more towards, like that we've been talking to. Uh, Twitter to begin with and then like as as a way to get into search what I'm saying by that is you know we take the terms like we started working with a company recently like a smaller company that's doing some uh, like virtual assistant stuff right so we look for terms like virtual assistant different things on Twitter and we can actually create real-time engagement with people that are looking for those services it's almost like a social Twitter allows almost a social media form of PPC in a lot of ways because you can actually monitor terms and then um create content around uh, those terms that you can actually build. Again, like you t- said, Ross, like you can build real-time engagement um, that can go on to build clients or whatever, sell or whatever you're trying to do on the platform. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric, what do you use it for? Honestly, I mean, it's I want to try to get people engaged in whatever it is I'm, I'm caring about in the moment. I mean, in the process of SES New York going on with that keynote i mean the topic was seo spam and and to a degree twitter ethics and i mean every day it changes i I don't i'm not going to sit there and say that at eric linder is a brand account because it's not i mean at 800 followers versus kawasaki's 100,000. i mean obviously there's no influence there and but i i enjoy that i mean i like to know that the people that who are at least following me are at least interested in whatever it is I, i have going on um when it comes to making a recommendation for clients, again, I mean, I'm not a social media marketer. I try to make the recommendation to, to work with people who I know who are ethically sound in what they're doing. But, yeah, I think, Snyder, you just sort of summed it up for me. It's you want people to put in a genuine effort. I mean, the reason why yeah, – I'm going to – I hope I don't I, – I forget the guy's name if it's Frank. The, the Comcast Cares account on Twitter. 
I, you know, I moved to a new house a little while ago. I had problems with Comcast initially. I tweeted that. Boom. The next thing you know, that was a conversation that took place. It was a great conversation. It was rewarding. But I didn't sit there and follow him because, frankly, I don't want to hear what he's saying to help all these other customers out. Um, so, But, again, that, that's an account that I can sit there and make a recommendation for. I mean, my brother, I think I was talking to him not long ago. And I said, well, if you've got a problem and you've got Comcast, go on Twitter and just – you know, tweet Comcast cares. Um, it happened last week. I mean, I got a new BlackBerry, and I was using uh, MailTrust, who is actually a, a company on, inside of uh, Rackspace, I believe. I just tweeted them very quickly. I was like, oh, man, I'm having trouble with my new BlackBerry. Within three minutes, my phone rang. And, you know, the customer service, I was like, oh, I just got a call from so-and-so. You know, he's in our social media department. And he mentioned that you might have a problem, so I wanted to give you a call and make sure everything was good. I mean, that's that's incredibly genuine. It's It's... I mean, talk about opt-in, ethically sound market. I mean, hell, I'm I'm sitting there saying I've got a problem, you know, and I just threw it out there to see what kind of response I would get, and I got a great response back. So I think that sums up exactly what you need to be doing. I, I just fear, you know, what it is that some of these people are saying out there. Yeah, and I mean, it's who, like – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, one of the people who I think is clearly spreading some inaccurate information or at least some misguided direction would What's be – guy did <laughs> i know i mean uh, the the reality too again it goes back it's, it's not just one way to do it like like the customer service angle is great so you can use it for customer service issues right uh you can also use it to we've we've effectively monetized uh twitter um and dell is an example of uh, a company that's done really well with monetizing the platform okay um you can use it to build a brand name uh, for yourself, for your company, whatever. And then there's also, there's a from a search angle, there's a traffic element to it. Like, let's say, you know, there's two accounts that just hit a million users this month, right? A million followers. Really? Let's say that every Twitter <laughs> account that, uh, let's say every tweet that I send out, I'm, I'm Ashton Kutcher, I have a million followers. Every tweet I, <laughs> I tweet out, I, I get 1% of my followers, only 1% to, to click on that link. That's 10,000 unique visitors. You know, I mean, that's a, that's like almost a dig front page at this point in time. Um, then there's also a link building element to it as well. I think it's 39% of people on Twitter have a blog as well. So they're getting those links and building links to the Twitter links that they see content that's advantageous towards their users. Um, there's so many things that can be done with it that just one approach, you know, just saying this is the only way to do. It. I think that, you know, you need to go into it and say, you know, what's the best way for me and for my customer or client or whatever I'm trying to, you know, leverage. Thanks a lot there, David. That's great. Um, well, on behalf of myself, uh, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and Eric Lander, independent SEO, thank you, uh, Dave, and Dave Snyder, that is, and Dave Satella, and John, and Jim Hedger, and what am I missing? Uh, the other commenters, thank you. Uh, it's been interesting. I think we've uh, done a good job of, of beating this to death. <laughs> but it's a good, it's, it's been a good conversation. I really have enjoyed it. And uh Eric, have you got any closing comments? <laughs> if you're going to do social media marketing, do it ethically. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.